0: This is Mark Halleck, and welcome to the Leading Church Revitalization podcast. This podcast is designed to encourage and equip you for the work of leading church revitalization in your context. I really hope and pray you will be helped and you'll be encouraged, and you might even be a little bit inspired in our time together. Because here's the truth, there's a lot of churches people have given up on that God is just not done with. So thanks for coming by, and let's link arms together to replant and revitalize churches for the glory of God and for our joy in Him. Today, I want us to think about three keys to growing as a patient leader. These are three things that I know I come back to often, three strategies that I believe can help each of us cultivate patience in our hearts and in our leadership. By way of reminder, patience is a fruit of the spirit. We need to remember this. And because of this, we cannot cultivate patience in our hearts on our own by our own will. It happens As we humble ourselves before the Lord and only God through his spirit can grow the fruit of patience within us. But of course, as with all things pertaining to our sanctification and our growth in holiness, we have a role to play in this. And so as we think about how to grow in patience, here are just three keys or strategies to helping us grow as patient leaders by the power of the Holy Spirit within us. Number one, constantly remember how patient God is with you. One of the ways we daily grow in patience is by recognizing that God has been incredibly patient with us. We should be continually mindful and thankful for this wonderful truth. From Psalm 86, 15, but you, O Lord, are a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. The Lord is faithful to his promises. He is faithful in his love. He is faithful in his grace through Christ toward us, sinners. He is patient with us. Unless we constantly remind ourselves of the incredible patience that God has shown us and continues to show us day in and day out through the gospel, and unless we are constantly amazed by it, we will not grow as leaders who display Christ like patience toward those we lead. We want to be pastors marked by the kind of patience that is seen so clearly in the person and ministry of Christ himself. And the only way we will be able to display this kind of patience is by submitting daily, really moment by moment, to the power of the Spirit of God within us. Number two, repent of impatience and plead with the Holy Spirit to change your heart there will be times in revitalization when, in our flesh, we will become impatient, perhaps extraordinarily, ashamedly impatient. Whether it is with roadblocks to a change we want to make or in relating to a church member who's driving us nuts, we need to regularly practice humble repentance before the Lord for the sake of our own hearts and, of course, for His namesake. We require humble repentance that says, Oh God, change my heart Forgive me of my impatience. Help me to trust you in this situation. Help me to love this person who is very difficult to love, Lord. Help me to display patience the same way, Jesus, you have displayed patience toward me. I repent of the ways I have been antsy and untrusting of you, the one who is perfectly deserving of all my trust. Forgive me, Lord, of the ways I have made this about myself and my agenda Give me a humble heart, a loving, patient heart toward the sheep you have called me to care for and lead. Of course, this kind of repentance and pleading with the Lord is not a one-time thing. It is an ongoing daily practice that is critical to the health of our hearts and to the health of our God-given ministries. Number three, trust in God's sovereign power and perfect wisdom in and over all situations. One of the ways we can ultimately rest in the Lord and trust what he's doing in our congregations is to understand, believe, and trust in God's good, sovereign control over all things. This includes our churches. Stephen Sharnock writes, "...in regard to God, patience is a submission to his sovereignty. To endure a trial simply because we cannot avoid or resist it is not Christian patience." But to humbly submit because it is the will of God to inflict the trial, to be silent because the sovereignty of God orders it. This is true godly patience. My life, my family, this church, those who are difficult to lead, those who hurt me, God is at work in and over all of these things. If we believe that God truly is sovereign, we can find rest and strength to be patient. We don't have to rush things. Again, remember, this isn't about your bringing about change in a church. This is God bringing about change in his perfect timing. And so we must continually grow in our trust of God's sovereignty, his power, his control, and his perfect wisdom in and over all situations. He is the all-wise God. I hope you believe that in both thought and practice, God is who He says He is, that He is far wiser than you will ever be, than I will ever be. And therefore, He is completely trustworthy, because remember, our God is good. He's sovereign, He's all-wise, and He is perfectly good. Jesus Himself cried out before His death on the cross, Father, not my will, but Yours be done, Luke twenty-two forty-two. 42. May we echo these words in our own lives. And in our own leadership on a daily basis, joyfully pleading with the Lord to do all the things that he wants to do in us and in our church, in his perfect timing and for his glory. As we wrap up, I want to give you a little bit of a challenge for this week. As we've talked about in the last few episodes, a failure to lead with tactical patience in revitalization is one of the biggest reasons why many pastors in church revitalization or replanting context struggle in ministry. I want to encourage you to make a list of some of the unique and specific scenarios or situations that you may come up against in church revitalization that will take tactical patience on your part. It'll take wisdom, it'll take love, but it will take patience. And so what I want you to do is I want you to Seriously, think through some of these scenarios, these situations and be prayerful about it. Maybe go to the scriptures and and seek God's wisdom on these things. The other thing I want you to do is maybe call a pastor friend or or someone who's maybe been a revitalizer in the past. Maybe they're there now, but somebody you can talk to and just kind of talk about some of these situations. What I have found is there's nothing more helpful practically than thinking through some of these difficult scenarios that may take patience. For instance, how do you lead a change that you feel is really important in the life of this church, and you've got two kind of older, very influential uh, leaders in your church that are still there, maybe they're a couple deacons, maybe they're deacons' wives, and they do not want to see this change happen. What do you do in that kind of situation? Like, do you just kind of plow through? Do you... uh, try to win them over toward uh, your rationale for why this change is needed? Do you wait it out? What do you do in these situations? Now, of course, there's so many different dynamics, but this is why it's important, I think, to think through it prayerfully, biblically, and to seek wisdom from others who have been there. In some ways, you are going to be your best coach as a church revitalizer or replanter as you trust in the Spirit and the Word of God. But you need um, counselors, you need other godly uh, leaders, pastors more experienced than you who can help speak into your situation. Listen, you are not alone in ministry. In fact one of the ways we get into uh, the most trouble is in thinking that we are all alone and we've got to figure this out by ourselves. And that's just not true. Satan would want you to believe that. It's not true. Lean on others. Lean on those who have more experience. Lean on those who are wise, um, who are proven in their leadership. Learn from them. Again, learning to be a patient leader is so important in ministry. And it's absolutely critical If you are leading a dying congregation back to life, thanks so much for checking out the podcast today. Hey, as you continue to grow, I want to point you in the direction of a book called Leading Church Revitalization. This entire podcast is really built on and based on that book. You can pick it up at amazon.com today. Also, check out acomapress.org. Acoma Press is committed to putting out resources to help encourage and equip you as a revitalizer or a replanter. It's also very committed to help equip congregations that are struggling and facing serious decline. And one last thing, I would love to stay in touch with you. So let's connect on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram. Any way I can serve you, I would love to do that. Man, I can't wait till we're together next time. Thanks so much for stopping by. God bless you all.